Hello, everybody. It's uh, Rick Napier, the CEO at Real People USA LLC. It is Friday morning. My clock show. It is 412 on the West Coast. And um, I have a series of podcast episodes I would like to uh, do today. And so let's start with uh, the first one is uh, the first one. We are seeing the pattern to destroy uh, traditional small business owners so that people can shop online. So let me walk you back. So let me so let me walk people back over a two to three year period. Okay, so when all of the protests started, uh, you saw many small business owners being burned. Uh, looted, and you have to ask yourself this question. You know, Black Lives Matter and Tifa, they were looting these businesses. They were setting them on fire in Wisconsin and in some parts of Atlanta. And uh, I think Dallas had a little flare-up, and then California had several flare-ups uh, here in California. you got to ask yourself this question. BLM and Antifa. What was their motives for burning and looting cities? Well, at, at first glance, people may say, well, they were very upset with um, things happening, with, with people getting shot by the police, and that's the, the reason why they did it. They were taking out their frustrations. All right, so that's one way you can look at it. The second way... Or the second thing that happened with uh, small businesses shut down was this fake hoax coronavirus thing. So primarily governors in Democrat cities, primarily governors in Democrat states put the lockdown on a lot of uh, you know, small businesses, restaurants, um, mom and pop shops, but they allowed the big companies to stay open, like the Walmarts, maybe Best Buy. And, you know, so you say to yourself, okay, so why was that done? Oh, you know, the, the experts like Fauci and, uh, and uh, some of these other state health directors said we were trying to stop the spread. We were trying to stop the, the spread of the virus. Okay, no one would really believe that BS to begin with. But what it did was shut down these, these small business owners who, you know, had their businesses open for, you know, 10, 15, 20, 25 years. I had friends in Los Angeles that had restaurants that had their businesses 100% shut down or could only do drive-up service only. And, and, and that was just, we knew it was a hoax, you know, but... You know, people fell for it, and people didn't um, fight for their rights to stay open. So that's what that was. Now, under Let's Go Brandon, we see a lot of small businesses being looted. So now, the third thing I want to talk about under Let's Go Brandon, we now see big retailers like Nordstrom's and Louis Vuitton and stores in Los Angeles and stores in Chicago and in New York, the few stores that are open that are left in New York being looted. 
So you you got to ask yourself your, the question: What what is that all about? So you ask, so you have to ask yourself this question: What is that all about? And my opinion of it is, is that you have the big online, you know, stores, people that maybe have a physical store and an online uh, counterpart, or maybe they just have an online counterpart. I believe they are behind some of these mass lootings at these big stores. So let's just say here, you know, here in San Francisco, you know, the Louis Vuitton store was looted, and I believe Louis Vuitton sells a bunch of purses, maybe they sell some other stuff, but I think I know uh, the purses from friends that, that uh, have the purses. So you have to ask yourself this question. The people that took the purses and handbags, what are they going to do with them? Are they going to sell them on eBay and get caught? Are they going to sell them at the flea markets for maybe 20 cents on the dollar and run the risk of being caught by investigators? No, I don't think that was the case at all. I don't think these people took these items because they could sell them on eBay or they can sell them at the flea markets or they can sell these items out of their trunk. I believe these stores like Louis Vuitton and Nordstrom's and the East Bay and Walnut Creek Concord, I believe they were looted to persuade shoppers not to shop at these uh, retail establishments because these um, these companies with online uh, businesses, whether it be they have a physical location and an online uh, counterpart or they have on, only an online business, I believe that uh, they are behind it. And that's my conspiracy theory. I really do because you know, one thing we know about Democrats, they are very sneaky people. And the other thing we know about Democrats is they are very smart and pulling uh, off their capers, the things they want to accomplish. You know, stay tuned for uh, on the Real People USA podcast. Stay tuned for a series of topics from Rules for Radicals, uh, the book written in 1971 by Saul D. Alinsky, and this is the book that uh, Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama used. Uh, throughout their their time in Washington D.C. to put America in the mess that we're in today in 2021 as we move forward in 2022. So that's my conspiracy theory. And uh, you know, typically, you know, I have the uh, luxury or the the benefit or the advantage of being right a lot because I look uh, kind of deeper at the situations of going to school for economics and. And business and psychology, I see what's going on right now uh, with the lootings and the, the smashing grabs and uh, people, you know, 10, 30, 40 people bum rushing a store. I think it only benefits the online retailers. Okay, and that's my conspiracy theory, and um, that's it. So the second topic. I want to bring up is uh, American voters. Um, this uh, this this is like a message to American voters. American First 
Republican candidates need your help. So this is a call to action to the American voter. Uh, here, the Republican Party, we need new blood. We need new blood like you have never, ever thought you needed new blood. Now is the time that the Republican Party uh, needs blood. Now is the time that the Republican Party needs new blood. Um, and we need new blood because there seems to be this problem with Republican politicians in office, and that's at the federal level, that's at the state level, that's at the state GOP level, and it could be at the local level. But in particular, or specifically, I should say, we have 80 GOP Congress members that voted to fund the vaccine database. Now, that is totally outrageous for 80 Republican Congress people to fund a vaccine mandate when we know that this vaccine mandate is nothing but a bunch of bullshit. We know. So we need to, first of all, get those 80 people out. Then we need to have uh, another round of, of, of – we need to have a round of candidates ready to take these people's places because if we don't do something – and this is a plea to the American voters – if we don't do something now, this Christmas in 2021 may be the last best Christmas that we will have for a long time. I'd like to take people back to the Bolshevik Revolution, which is another uh, uh, concept, uh, political concept or construct that is being played on the American people in 2021-2022. The Bolshevik Revolution occurred in 1917 through 1922 where the Russian people were tricked into voting for communism under Stalin. And uh, I think Vladimir Lenin, you know, these people had this fixation that they hated capitalism and uh, they wanted the power for themselves. So what they did was they tricked the Russian people by promising them a bunch of stuff. And I think the, the three words that summarizes uh, the promises, uh, the, the Bolsheviks said that we would, they would give the Russian people peace land and bread for voting for the Bolsheviks. And in a, in, a, in a span of like one year, all the things that the Russian people got from the Bolsheviks, uh, those things were taken away. And Russia slipped into communism um, from 1917 to about 1987. That's about 70 years. And most of us remember, if you're old enough, if you're, if you're over the age of, um, I would say, 30 or 40, you remember uh, Ronald Reagan when he met at the Brandenburg Wall in West Germany, and that's when Germany was two countries. So that tells you that if you don't know that Germany was once two countries, then you're missing a large part of history. I'm not sure if schools teach that, but Germany used to be two countries, West Germany and East Germany. And East Germany was the Soviet bloc side or the communist side, 
and West Germany was the Democrat Democratic side, and the city looked like like New York because I've been to I've been to Berlin and uh, and Munich uh, when I was served in the military. So the reason why the reason why I bring this up is because if we don't fix our problems right now in these next seven, eight, nine months um, or sooner through November 22. This may be the last Christmas we're going to have. So uh, each district, a congressional district or state district, I think a congressional district may have 400 to 800,000 uh, registered voters. A state district may have uh, two to 300,000 voters. Um, you know, for these districts, we need people to step up to the plate. Um, we need people in a congressional district to replace these fools who voted for this uh, vaccine database and, and the funding for it. So we need to replace the 80 with uh, people right now. So out of the thousands of people that are in these district voters, there must be three to five candidates that can step up to the plate and say, hey, you know, I'm interested in running for Congress. I'm interested in running for uh, state legislative office, either the state representative or the state senate. Um, because we need candidates who believe in America and not candidates who want to sell out America. So again, this plea is to American voters. Uh, American first Republican candidates need your help. Uh, the Republicans who believe in uh, the things that Donald Trump was doing, we need your help. So let's move on to the third topic for this podcast. Uh, the topic title is Republican voters must take. The third podcast topic is Republican voters. And crossover Democrat voters must take control of our country now. Um, and the reason why I'm saying this is because a lot of voters, I was on some, some conference calls with some candidates and voters uh, over the last week. And, and the, the, the talk is, ba is basically that I'm hearing from the voters is candidates, get to work, do your jobs. And it seems like the, the candidates, the GOP candidates, are feeling the pressure to have to go out there and campaign and do things. And it seems like the GOP voters, the Republican voters, and even some Democrat voters who have left the Democrat Party, and trust me, those numbers are starting to become huge. I mean, we have areas here in California, uh, like the Los Angeles metro area, uh, the San Francisco area, Marin County, north of the Golden Gate Bridge, San Rafael. Uh, you have um, areas, Hollywood, you know, Fairfax, Santa Monica. You have areas like that, Manhattan Beach, Redondo Beach. I'm very familiar with Los Angeles. I'm very familiar with Los Angeles. I used to be a vice president in corporate America down in Los Angeles. So you have areas now in Southern California, and you have areas in the San Francisco Bay Area, uh, close to where I live, that are now fuming, and they are furious. 
with the Democrat Party. So that's what I mean by uh, crossover Democrat uh, voters, uh, you know, combining with uh, Republican voters to regain control of the country. So, like I said, it seems like the voters are saying, "Hey, you know what? Um, Republican candidates get out there and win." And the Republican candidates are saying, "Yeah, we need, I need your help." But the reality is, it's really the Republican voters and those crossover Democrat voters who need to step up to the plate. Because I'll just say this, and I've said it on a few podcast episodes before. During the good times when it did not matter who won the election, I uh, think things were, were great for both sides. For example, if you are a Democrat and the Republican won you know, 20 years ago, yeah, you were pretty upset about it, but guess what? You had a job, maybe you had some businesses, your kids went to school, you took vacations, you were able to pay your rent and mortgage, you know, you paid your registrations on your cars, maybe you got a new car every, you know, four or five years. So life was good. If you were a if you are a Republican voter and the Democrat one, yeah, you were upset about that, calling them liberals and everything. But guess what? You had your nice paying job, you had your business, you had your boat. You were able to do things on the weekends. You know, you know, you had a pool maybe, and uh, you had steaks cooking like maybe one weekend, two weekends out of the month. You were able to go to Europe, and and for a week or two weeks, and life was good. Now with this push toward communism, uh, you don't have that luxury. Both Republican voters and Democrat voters, you no longer have the luxury of not caring who's in office because we see what's going on now. We see this push toward communism. We see these Democrat governor, governors acting like they're dictators and, uh, and uh, you know, like they're Chinese governors, you know, Chinese Communist Party governors. We see what is happening. So now it's time for the voters to step up to the plate. Please do not put the full burden on the GOP candidates because you see what they're dealing with. They're dealing with the national GOP, the RNC, not doing a damn thing. In fact, I think they're working against the Republican voters and people who are uh, Donald Trump, American first candidates. I really do. That's my opinion. Uh, I'm here in California, and I'm seeing all, ki all kinds of things going on. I'm hearing from all types of people who are running for office as Republicans in the GOP, and they are saying that the, the state leadership is not even supportive of making America great again. And I use that phrase because I do believe uh, you know, every American should want America to be great. I mean, I can't understand a person that would not want to see America uh, be great. I'm a military veteran. You know, served 12 years in the in the uh, military, uh, six years in a combat unit. You know, I do not want to see America get uh, any worse than it is now. And plus, I'm also a business consultant. I have a private practice consulting firm 
when I'm not doing Real People USA LLC stuff. And I can tell you, I am uh, concerned about uh, small business owners uh, having it having a tough time doing business. I mean, it's already tough just from a competitive standpoint. You know, if you have a business that's just like maybe, you know, 10 other businesses in a city, okay, so you have to compete. And you have to make sure your price is, is, is right. You have to make sure your, your service is great. You have to always be striving to find new customers. Okay, so that's the normal environment for business owners. And not everyone can be at the top in a normal situation. But now we have uh, a small business owners, not, they just don't have, I mean, they have things like normal things they have to worry about just on a competitive nature. Now they got this government thing that, that's, that's looking like China trying to run the United States. See, and, and that's a burden that, that sometimes cannot be uh, overcome. You got these governors and these mayors that are talking about locking down cities and making these, uh, these vaccine passports where, you know, people who do not want to get the vaccine, which I don't, I don't blame them. Have you heard about the number of people that have been dying from this thing? I know two people who have died. I have a, a niece that has a full body rash, and I have a best friend, a military veteran, that's, that's now got major breathing problems due to something happening in his lungs. You know? And just so here's a question. What happened to Demarius Thomas that played for the Denver Broncos? He was 33. He just died. I mean, was it something other than uh, uh, the, the vaccine, no one's saying. And if no one's saying, then it is, for me, as a conspiracy theorist, <laughs> I have to go with the fact that maybe he took the damn vaccine. You know, but that's just my opinion. Uh, you know, maybe there's an updated reason why a very healthy uh, 33-year-old former Denver Broncos wide receiver uh, passed away recently. And then there have been people passing away on the field playing soccer and other sports and basketball all across the world. So, but back to um, the subject, we need the GOP voters. We need GOP voters and crossover Democrat voters to come in and support these GOP candidates, these, these America First GOP candidates. And when you think about supporting them, ask them some tough questions because there is an element of GOP candidates that are faking the funk. That, I'm, I kid you not. They are faking the funk. They're trying to be uh, a wolf and sheep. And sheep. They're trying to be wolves and sheep. <laughs> They're trying to be wolves and sheep's clothing. Finally got that out. But, you know, Ask them what they stand for. And I tell you what, if you don't hear words, something like communism, if they don't happen to see that communism is right over the horizon and they, and they uh, make it a point not to mention the word communism, then that may not be the right candidate. Maybe that person has uh, the great intentions of running, but if they're missing the communist element, the communist component, that person is probably not the best candidate. But we need to see. We need to see if they are the best candidate. So GOP voters, 
I'm just saying, GOP voters and Democrat uh, crossover voters from now until the election. Let's try our best to delay waxing our boats, okay, or buying horses or more horses for the ranch. Let's delay, you know, shopping sprees where you're buying a bunch of clothes and maybe you're buying some Jordans or, you know, you got this hobby you just like and you, you want to spend your time, money, and effort in this hobby. Um, you know, maybe you're, you know, you're a big, you know, person that likes the crypto thing and you're, you're putting your money in the crypto and your time and your, your energy and effort into that. Real People USA is asking you to put that on hold for the next seven to eight months. Connect with your true GOP America First candidate uh, and help them. You can help them by connecting with them. You can help them by saying, how many voters do you need? How many voters do you need to, to get on the ballot? Um, they they need our help, and and Real People USA uh, is is ready to step up to the plate, which takes me to the fourth subject of this podcast segment, this podcast episode segment. I'm not going to edit this because I want it to be real, like the name Real People USA. Okay, so Real People USA LLC, we see ourselves having to take more of an active role. And saving the country. Okay, like I mentioned, the RNC, the Republican National Committee, or the, the RNCC, I'm not even sure what they're called, but I don't think they're, they're working in our best interest. The state GOP, where are they? You know, I mean, I'm, I'm hearing things. I'm hearing things. So, Real People USA, starting today, even though it is Christmas season, it's kind of not Christmas season. It's, it's kind of like we are in a wartime situation instead of Christmas season. I know there are lights up and people are, uh, you know, folly lolly da, you know, uh, you know, ho, 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 and doing that kind of stuff. But we are in a wartime situation. I tell my friends all the time. I say, you know, the, how you can tell if things are, are not good. Just talk to the people on the streets. Look into their eyes. You know, ask them how they're doing. And a lot of people will tell you that they are very concerned. Some people are, you know, one week away from being homeless or two, week, two weeks away from being homeless. You have children that are scared to death now that, you know, they may have to take the vaccine. You got parents on the verge of losing their jobs because they won't take the vaccine. You got people who have taken the vaccine and have become ill or severely ill. I was just talking to a group of uh, Starbucks employees here in Northern California. I won't mention their location, but I would say all the supervisors and managers, they hate what is going on. They hate the vaccine mandate. They hate the fact that that uh, they have to wear a mask most of the time or all the time in their stores. And I will tell you this, many of these, uh, these people who are baristas, I don't care if they got green, green hair, you know, four uh, nose rings and earrings, 
they want life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. They have told me, they have said, if they had to do it all over again, they would vote for Donald Trump. Because uh, the worst day uh, under Donald Trump is better than the best day they, they, they've seen <laughs> with these Democrats and these lockdowns and these communist-like policies. So right now, if, if Donald Trump was running and the election was a day, December 14th, 2021, Donald Trump would win in a landslide. You'd have Indian people uh, voting for Donald Trump. You would have Muslim people, Muslim people voting for Donald Trump. You'd have gay people voting for Donald Trump. You'd have black hip-hop you know, artists voting for Donald Trump. You'd have NBA players like Kyrie Irving. Do you think he would vote for a Democrat now that he's not playing basketball with the, um, the New York or the New Jersey Nets because he refused to take this uh, mRNA poison you know, jab? Do you think he would vote for a Democrat? Uh, they recently, I saw this um, this YouTube uh, thing where LL Cool J had his his concerns about the jab, and there have been other recording artists, hip hop artists, uh, you know, professional sports players, all talking about taking this jab should be a personal decision. So you have uh, you know idiot governors like Hochul in New York and Newsom and uh, 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 the guy McGin- Mc, uh, Inslee up in in Washington and that uh, that uh, wacko uh, governor in, in uh, what we'll is that uh, Oregon you know they are marching off the same orders which is which are destroy America that's what they're doing okay so. Um, Real People USA, we're going to start calling business owners where we know there are GOP candidates that we either support. And when I say support, Real People USA, we offer coaching and leadership services. Uh, we do uh, calls for fundraising. We are not a PAC or a super PAC. Um, we take some information that we learned or that I learned from corporate America which is a lot of uh, public relations, which is a lot of uh, sales, which is a lot of uh, contacting and prospecting and building rapport and, and all those, those, um, those lessons that come from understanding how to use a sales system. We bring that knowledge to the GOP candidates because we know that a lot of GOP candidates never even sold a stick of gum. We also know that many have not had uh, you know, jobs or careers where they had to speak for a living, where they had to negotiate, where they had to persuade. So we know that. So that's the reason why we started Real People USA, uh, to bring that skill set to GOP political candidates. So Real People USA, uh, we're going to make calls to businesses, uh, to realtors, to CPAs, to pizza restaurants, to dental practices, to insurance agencies, to club DJs, to hairstylists. You know, the people need to know, the, the voters, whether you are a Republican voter or a Democrat voter, just wanted, wanting to be successful. We know that uh, in order for you to be successful, you have to have the right team in, in, in your states, uh, in your local communities, uh, in Washington, D.C. And like I said, now is the time 
to take action. And Real People USA, we just cannot sit back and, and just let uh, things go as we, as we are seeing them because we know uh, GOP candidates, uh, many are, like I say, they're new to uh, you know, connecting with people. Many are afraid to connect with people. And so what does a GOP candidate do when he or she is afraid to connect with people? What they do is they get on social media and they say, I'm running to make a change in my district or my country or my, my local uh, community, and I need your help. Please donate. Look, that is not the way to run a campaign. I'm sorry. Okay, so people are uh, kind of seeing what Donald Trump did. Donald Trump had street credibility. Donald Trump had you know, 30, 40 years of successful business behind him. Donald Trump has name recognition. Donald Trump can get on any social media platform and, and draw 5 million subscribers overnight. Okay, 99.9% .9 of the people are not Donald Trump. Just because GOP candidates are running for Congress, they cannot put up pretty pictures of themselves, smiling, standing with people, eating dinner, you know, holding cute dogs, um, sitting you know, outside their offices next to a nice car. That crap does not work. GOP candidates need to go out and connect with the people. GOP candidates need to call people. GOP candidates need to network with a growing number of voters, not just sit in some of these GOP meetings in local communities like in Broward and Miami-Dade and Los Angeles and New York and Houston and, and uh, in Denver and sit in these meetings with like-minded GOP politicians and, and, and candidates. So <clears throat> what a lot of GOP candidates do, they say, let's meet and have a forum. And 99% of the people at this forum, they know each other already. Maybe out of 100 people there, maybe there's seven newbies, people who are just checking it out, people who are there to meet uh, the candidates. But the other, like 100 or 93 to 100 people, they're just rubbing elbows with each other, wasting time. Okay? So, sorry to go hard, but I'm telling you, Real People USA, we, we got to take more control of this situation because Real People USA, we see this as a, as a competitive thing where we have to step in just like you know, I used to do in corporate America. When I had to compete against, say, another competitor, I couldn't sit back and, and tell my boss, uh, well, boss, we got 10,000 likes on our Twitter page. My boss would say, and her name was Michelle, Japanese-American, uh, you know, president of sales. She would say, well, Rick, what does 10,000 likes equate to in terms of new revenue? Oh, Michelle, well, we didn't make any money, but we got 10,000 likes. I would be fired the next day. So that's, that's what I'm saying. Um, Real people USA must step up to the plate. You know, I tried my best, and I'm, I'm still working with candidates, but like I said, the learning curve for them to be where they want to be, some will make it, the ones that we're working with. Uh, I wish all would make it, 
But right now, there's there's uh, just not enough time, in my opinion, to just sit back and wait for people, not just the people I'm working with, but just the you know candidates across the country. I see what's going on. I see the inactivity, and it crushes my soul to see people who have stepped up to the plate and they want to do a good job, but they just don't know how. That's the kicker. They don't know how. So. Here's how, what Real People USA is going to do. I talked about uh, calling the small business owners. I talked about that the uh, national GOP, they're not doing a damn thing. The state GOP, some of them, not all, some of them we can't even trust. So what Real People USA is asking, we need GOP voters, crossover Democrat voters to help these candidates get their ballot petition signed. The ballot petition is a uh, way to uh, you know, get signatures to be on the ballot. Now, some people can pay the money. In some states, you can pay the money or you can get maybe 2,500 petition, ballot petitions signed. In some states, you must get the petition signed, the ballot petitions. So we need uh, people to help these candidates. Now, uh, to help these candidates, you're probably going to have to go through me, you know, unless you can call the candidates yourself. So I'm asking people to sign up at rpusa.org. I mean, sign up, put your name, phone number, email address, and say how you can help. Uh, you, know, you know, put down your zip code, whatever the website asks for, and say how you can help. Now, Real People USA, we also can use, you know, ten to twenty dollar donations uh, from uh, from you to the candidates. Okay, so Real People USA is asking you to donate to candidates uh, ten to twenty dollars. Uh, email me. You can email me, and I can tell you who the candidates are. You won't be paying me. Uh, if you want to donate to the candidates, you won't be paying me. You'll be paying the candidates. Okay, so I have fundraising agreements with the candidates, but you'll be paying the candidates directly. Now, Real People USA, we can also use donations to help communicate and, and, and work and reach out to these candidates who are struggling. And I know they're doing the best they can, but they are struggling because… Uh, Republican candidates do not run their campaigns like Democrats. Democrats receive money from Hollywood, from big tech, from big corporations, from unions, and maybe even some foreign money. But don't hold me to that. You probably can't even find it if you tried. And Republican candidates need support from the voters. That's the big difference between the Democrat fundraising and the Republican candidate fundraising. Uh, the Republicans must get donations. I think it's up to maybe $2,500 or $2,900 and with some documentation uh, from regular voters. And then there's this soup pack and super pack thing. I don't understand it. I'm not a pack. I'm not a super pack. But I'm just saying the, the, the grassroots candidates need the support from Republican voters and crossover Democrat voters. So… Uh, if you want to contribute 
to Real People USA to help us pay for um, some marketing things, some some technology. Uh, we have some shirts that we would like to uh, produce or print and make for sale so that we can uh, just spread the message. Because I don't see the RNC helping us. I just don't. You know, maybe you feel differently about it. But let me. Here's the last thing I'll say. How many people have been getting these emails saying support the RNC? You know, support Donald Trump. And maybe these emails aren't coming from the Trump Organization. Some people are telling me they're not from the Trump Organization. Uh, but people are getting phone calls. People are getting emails. Please donate, donate, donate. And the question you should ask yourself: Where are the donations going? The other question is. You know, what are the people doing for my donation? That's what I've been telling candidates over the last couple of months. The reason why most people do not donate is because they see the they, they, they hear about the request for a donation, but they don't see where the donation is doing any good. Where is the work involved in the donation? So the last thing real people is doing to help the candidates. If you want to talk to a candidate for five to six minutes, we're asking for a $50 or higher donation, and you can talk to the candidate for five to six minutes. You can tell the candidate what's on your mind, and then at the end, for 60 to 90 seconds, the candidate will deliver their platform. Now that's work, you know, because Real People USA is going to call uh, people. Uh, the the real the, the voters or the you know person voting looking at the candidate is going to come on and talk. The candidate's going to hear it, and then the candidate's going to tell the voter what his or her platform agenda is. Now that's work. Who would not want to contribute to that when you see the candidate asking? When you see the candidate actually working, working. For the vote, not just getting the donation willy-nilly, and you know, going to five-star restaurants and eating steak and lobster, or you know, spending three hundred dollars a night in some hotel because there's a Republican convention. No, no, no. This is wartime, folks. This is make every vote count. Use the money wisely. So I want to thank you for listening to this. Uh, extended podcast episode by Real People USA LLC. My name is Rick Napier. I'm the CEO. Uh, my website is rpusa.org. My telephone number is 602-805-7000. Thanks for listening and make it a great day.